Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dismantling You podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Pineda. In this episode, I interview Syra Casper and her wife, Lauren, during a recent Instagram Live for LGBTQ Pride Month and how same-sex couples can navigate their fertility journey. Syra is a licensed massage therapist and owner of Garden City Prenatal Massage. In 2009, she graduated from the College of Health Professions as a licensed massage therapist and gained experience working in spas and gyms for nine years. In other news, I am super excited to announce my first book, Finally Effing Fertile, using yoga meditation and breathwork to conceive, is now available via ebook paperback, and hardcover editions. So head over to my website and grab your copy now. Stay tuned now for my conversation with Syra. Happy Sunday and happy Pride Month, everyone. Today is a very special day and I'm really excited for today's guest to join me live here on my speaker series. It's Pride Month and we've been continuing the conversation all month long. Joining me today, I have Syra Casper. She's a licensed massage therapist and the owner of Garden City Prenatal Massage right here in my backyard. I see that she's joined me. So today's hot topic is how LGBTQ couples can get some tips and find out a little bit more, especially when they're on their baby journey. I see that she's joined me and I'm going to let her go live with me. Feel free to just type them in the comment box. You don't have to wait till the end of our conversation to... Hey! Hi, Sandra! Can you hear me? I can hear you fine, and I can see you. So great to see you. I'm in my backyard, too. Perfect. (laughs) And it was just such beautiful weather today, right? Oh, my God. It was was hot. Right. But perfect for... For back, we we were at, we were basically back here in our pool all day, so oh, it was really nice, and I would cool down, so it's, it's awesome. Right, yeah. perfect, cool down. <laughs> yeah, so welcome. I'm so excited to have you, I know. you today. Yeah, I have, I have not seen you in a very long time. It has been a while, and I'm long overdue. Yeah, yes, you and, are. and you're just expanding, <laughs> and and I'm so glad to see all your. Uh, success let's start off with yeah i'd love to uh you know just talk about you know how you provide such a great service for everyone across the board i mean it doesn't get better than providing massage therapy but it's such a special connection that you have with your clients especially mothers to be Uh, let's take a step back and you know just give our audience some context because as you know this will be replayed so people can use this as a resource and, you know, become a little bit familiar with you and your business. Awesome. So uh, my name is Syra Casper. I am the owner of Garden City Prenatal Massage. And basically, um, I am a massage therapist and I see prenatal clients, postpartum. And I am trying to get into fertility massage. Um eventually i haven't really 
found a good course that I really, really like. Um, sure. But, you know, recently I have been getting a lot of uh, uh, calls for fertility massage. Um, but, you know, my focus is prenatal. That is really what it is, prenatal and postpartum. And I feel that it is just so rewarding. Um, as you know, we met at Lifetime Fitness. Um, and at the time, I was doing sports massage. Um, and somehow, you know, with life, things change. And I found a passion for prenatal massage when my wife and I started trying to have our first child. And then um, that's basically where my passion came from. Because before that, I was not interested in doing prenatal massages. Um, but I took, uh, I took my first course back, let me see, before my first son was born, I have two boys. Uh, I believe it was like five years ago that I took my first yeah. prenatal was, course. Mm -hmm. And I still wasn't fully confident um, and then I took another course through an amazing instructor and that was it. I took her class and I was in love. Um, and I said, this is what I want. And basically I changed my entire business model in 20, 2020, actually, right wow. before the pandemic is when I said, I want to focus mainly on prenatal clients. And ever since 2020, that's, that's what it. I've been doing. Good for you. That is so wonderful to hear. Yeah, it's, it's very so, rewarding. I mean, I love when I see a client from their first trimester to the, you know, to the last 40 weeks. And then they send me pictures of the babies. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I saw them when they were like, basically in their first few weeks. So it is just an amazing, amazing job um, that I do. And I just find it very rewarding. I love that story, and you know, kudos to you to for joining this amazing TTC or trying to conceive community. Yes. Such yes. a beautiful, rewarding uh, career and community. Let's talk about how you know when you first you know take us a step back when you and Lauren, of course, met and you decided that you want to expand your family so that people can understand and, and find out a little bit more about how to navigate what's ahead, especially when they first get married. So Lauren will be joining us soon. She has to, she has to put the, the boys down to bed. Sure. Um, so Lauren and I um, met about seven years ago. Um, it happened very quickly. <laughs> and, you know, um, I met her, we both met at an older age, you know, um, so we knew exactly what we wanted. Um, I knew I wanted children. Um, she wanted children as well. I did not, I, I didn't want to carry. I knew that from a very long time ago that I didn't want to carry, but I wanted children. Um, my wife wanted children as well. And while we were dating, that was a conversation that we had which is very important. You have yes. to have these conversations yes. before uh, actually ha doing anything. Oh, so here's Lauren. She actually just joined oh, me. Welcome, Lauren. Yay. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Hi. So wonderful to have you and see you in person. Yeah, good. Thank you, for, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Welcome. 
So, um, yeah, so basically we had that, we're talking about how we met and all that fun stuff. (laughs) Um, So she right away wanted to carry. So that's great. So that was resolved right away. That was resolved quickly. But obviously everyone's different. And those are conversations that need to be basically communicated. You know, some some women decide they want to carry one and the other one wants to carry another one. But in our situation, I knew I didn't want to carry. That's great. I know that we had had discussed me carrying one of her eggs, but insurance-wise, it's very expensive. That's good to know. And two, the non-birth parent has to... Um, show that they're not able to like conceive for insurance to like cover some part of it. Yeah. And I, we weren't going to go that route just because it was it was a lot of money, and we spent yeah. a lot of money having our children as it is. So of course, yeah, yeah. no, that's and I, and I was okay with that. I was fine um, with it just being her eggs. Um, but you know, I mean, insurance is—it's—it's it's hard to navigate. It's hard to navigate, navigate, uh, navigate um, in regards to costs. And with same-sex couples, there's a lot of running around. You yeah. know, you have to prove differently than if it was a heterosexual couple. Um, like she said, I had to prove that I could not, basically, that I was not fertile in order for her to carry my wow. eggs. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah. So if so, not, insurance was not going to cover that. And I believe it's up in the, like, 50000 Wow. Yeah. That's huge. So, so um, yeah, so then after that whole discussion of uh, who was going to carry, then we started our first, first step. We actually took a, uh, a seminar. We went to a seminar called Gay Parents to Be. Okay, that would be a great resource. Yeah, Gay Parents to Be. um, It was in Manhattan at the time. And that kind of opened up a window for us because we went in blind. Um, Like, what do we do? Where do we start? Um, And this was, you know, they gave us good resources on um, basically our first step. And I would imagine there's more resources compared to when you and Lauren first, you know, began your journey, right? It's just exploded now, right? Now that everything is so, like, diverse and out there in Mm -hmm. terms of, like, social media. I was just going to say social Social media. media. Um, That's something that I use as a big support. I follow many um, same-sex mothers, same-sex fathers, Um, everyone has had their own journeys, whether it be IUI, IVF, surrogacy. Um, so, you know, uh, really networking and following everyone else's journey and getting recommendations Mm -hmm. and, you know, other resources is definitely helpful. And just to have that other support too. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about in terms of like finding the right clinic? Did you hop around or were you one of the lucky ones that stuck with the same clinic back like with the first child and the second? So um, I actually got a recommendation uh, by someone I knew her and her wife used um, 
Northwell Fertility in Manhasset. And Dr. Hirschlag, Natalie Portman's father, was the head doctor at that clinic. Um, but we went with the doctor that um, was recommended by us, Dr. Rausch, Mary Rausch. Um, so I looked up and did some research in all the doctors in that practice. Um, so that was easy. We went, we had um, uh, our first consultation and everything just set really right with us. And they were very thorough, yeah. extremely thorough. But the way they spoke to us wasn't in that clinical sense where you didn't understand. Right. Um, they were very patient yeah. and um, they were very inviting. I guess it felt like um, they were very accepting. And as a matter of fact, after all these years that we've been going to the same clinic, I think that there was one other same-sex couple that we came into contact in the clinic. Yeah. Most what? of them are heterosexual couples well, that I go. Was just, yeah, I was going to ask you, was that something that sold you on it? And, and the fact that it was just one other couple, you know, did, was like not like a prerequisite. Just the no. fact that you, that, you know, you felt comfortable with the staff and the yeah. doctors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, we, never, we never encountered an issue with any of the staff. None of the doctors, everyone was just basically really, really great. That's wonderful. Yeah. So take us back, Lauren, did you start with IUI and then move to IVF or did you just jump to IVF? How did it work for you? Yeah, so we did actually a lot of IUIs. Okay. Uh, which looking back, maybe I should have fought more because of my age. When you're of when you're 35 and older, you shouldn't have to go through six IUIs to move to IVF because it right. comes ex expensive. Now, luckily, my insurance covers unlimited IUIs, but what people fail to recognize is that every time you do an IUI, it's a vial of sperm. And at the time, that yeah. was costing us $1,000 a vial. Exactly. So I think and you, and did... plus, you had to prep. You had to prep for, you know what I mean? You couldn't take breaks. You had to prep for each time the resource was available, I'm assuming. Right? Yeah. Like so what you want to do is you want to um, connect with your um, your sperm clinic and uh, the cryobank and buy your your i your buy your uh, vials because you want to only pay that shipping price one time. And that what happens is if you buy too many and then you want to move to IVF, you can't use the vials that you bought for IUI. Oh, interesting. Right. Wow. They you have think different that would be vials. Transferable. Yeah. Right. Wow. Good to know. So that's a great segue for my next question because I have had actually um, Seattle Sperm Bank on here. We've had a couple of conversations. Uh, so what was that like? Was that all internal resources provided or did you do your own independent research so that other lgbtq couples can understand who are just embarking on their journey um california cryobank seemed to be the most reputable but i did look into like fairfax and i looked into manhattan because manhattan is close to us in queens so we could easily go there and pick up the sure. sperm as opposed to having it shipped from california um, so we looked at a bunch of donors and all three of those, but the donor that we fell in love with just happened to come from California cryobank. Interesting. Yeah. That's good to know. So can you give, um, well, like looking back, 
is there anything that you would have changed? It sounds like everything was, you know, basically a huge success for you guys. And that's, that's great. But there are a lot of people who've had a lot of hiccups along the way, whether yeah. they're heterosexuals or same-sex couples. What, what tips, what kind of resources would you like to suggest? Anything? So I'm a big podcast listener. Oh. Um, I love She'll tell you. I, I even have my kids listen to my podcast in the mornings. Um, I love a, a podcast there. called uh, If My Ovaries Can't Speak, um, <laughs> which is, uh, I believe it's two lesbian women that, uh, you know, have the podcast together. And they have great resources. Um, obviously, I back then, I don't think podcasts were as big as right. they are now. They've just um, exploded, especially after, you know, during the pandemic. And now yeah. it's like so amazing how many resources. Yeah. Content. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for me, that is my basically what I would recommend is, I mean, if you're into podcast listening um, is just, you know, on your search. Like I said, the one that I listen to is if my ovaries can speak. Um, that's a great one. Now, Lauren has different she's not a big podcast listener but she is a social media instagram okay. yeah um, you know i like to connect with people um more that are going through the same process as me because on instagram yeah on instagram on facebook um on any platform for that matter but sometimes our experiences are very different because I, although we're going through the process together, um, obviously our experiences are, are different. Um, right. So yeah, I, I connect more emotionally with people that are like going through the process with me. I guess. Of yeah. course. No, that's good to know. If there was one thing you wanted listeners to take away from our conversation today especially lgbtq couples what what would you suggest what would that one piece of advice suggestion anything from both of you for my for me being the 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 non-birth mother is do your research yeah. uh, make sure legally you know the laws even though they do change and now with everything that's going on um politically yes. um, you know so much can change so fast um and you know there's certain things that for me i have not yet put in place but with everything that just happened with roe versus wade yeah. it kind of makes me start thinking mm, i should have done this a while ago um the first one is adoption um, like adopting my boys, even though I am their mother and my name is on the birth certificate, legally adoption is the one thing that they cannot change. Um, mm. at least not, not that I know. Of. Um, so for me as a non-birthing mother, I would recommend anyone just do your research, whether it's through a podcast, through social media, through other LGBTQ uh, couples um, and legally do everything possible 
because things are changing and you know you want to protect your family as much as possible absolutely how about you lauren um I don't even know where to start because I went through a lot. I went through a lot of IUIs and I tried so hard different things. Remember like I did acupuncture, mm -hmm. like I did a lot and I just, I wasn't getting pregnant. I did so much. I did this, this one, um, oh, remember the, that uh, bath? Yeah, the Yoni scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did something like that. Yeah. I did, I, I did a lot of acupuncture and I'm like petrified of needles. And I'm like, and nothing was working. So then I moved to IVF, and luckily, um, that was really, that was really okay for me. And I know a lot of women that struggle with IVF, yeah. like with the hormones and everything. Exactly. Um, luckily, I had, I, I, I was good. Like, how many okay. cycles did you have to go through? I did one retrieval and received, got nine eggs. Wow. And then cool. after fertilization, I got, I had five embryos. So our first son was a fresh transfer. Nice. Um, and then the other four were frozen. When he turned a year old, we wanted to try again. And I miscarried that second. And then, um, then COVID happened. And everything was Everything shut down. shut down. Fertility clinics included. Yeah. yeah. So when the clinics back, when they, uh, opened back up again in July of 2020. Um, they weren't doing retrievals yet. They were only doing transfers. So luckily we already had three. So uh, Nicolas was our third and we have two more left. So, That's great. Wow. That's yeah, we got lucky. But yeah. you know, there is one thing I wanted to uh, mention is that like, when we decided as a couple that I was not going to carry Cyrus egg, when we did donor choice, like when we wanted to choose our donor, it was important for us to um, choose someone that was 100% Hispanic because Cyrus okay. is from El Salvador. Okay. Um, we, ha we knew that we might have difficulty finding someone from El Salvador. Um, there was, and uh, Hispanics was a lot like, there wasn't a big choice. Yeah. Wow. It was very, yeah, like black and Hispanic were like the, like the, the lowest amount that we were able to choose from. Um, so we were okay with like Colombian, Peruvian, Dominican, what doesn't matter. Um, and we did choose, we were down to two, um, Dominican. And then the second one was half Salvadorian and half Honduran. And my wow. brother-in-law is from Honduras. And I said, you choose, because I like them both. And she went with the Dominican. Oh, interesting. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, when, when you're choosing sperm, there's so, it's, I, I kind of see it like a dating website. Not a dating <laughs> website. No. It is. Not. To me, it's like picking a house. Like, Absolutely. What you, like, what do you want? What are you yeah. looking for? What are the for? specifics? Right. Um, very specific. Are you looking for a big house? Are you looking for a yeah. small house? You know. Is this your forever house? Um, yeah. So it's basically the same. You get to choose what you want. I mean, there's okay. eye color, hair color, um, ethnicity, yeah. education. Yeah. yeah. So they have all that. And with California Cryobank, um, you, you even get to see like uh, their baby picture. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's changed, but when we did it, yes, it's changed. You can see their adult photos yeah, now. Their adult photo. Oh, and another thing in regards to choosing a sperm donor is they have 
an open donor and a uh, anonymous. anonymous donor. Oh, wow. Now, this is one thing that we didn't agree on. But then after looking at the big picture, it's not that I didn't agree. It wasn't a priority for me priority. until you until you wanted to use an open donor because you wanted to give the choice yes. to our children. So an open donor means that when the child turns a certain age, I believe it's 18, yeah. they, exactly. can, they can they find can, out they who can the find donor out is. Right. And then the anonymous donor, they don't have that option. Right. Um, it's just the, uh, the donor does not want to be known ever, ever. So I wanted an open donor because, you know, teenagers. Of course. um, When kids get to that teenage, teenager. You didn't want them to resent us for not giving them that choice. Oh, you didn't give me a choice kind of thing. And then they basically lock themselves up in in a room and are mad at you forever. Um, (laughs) So I said, no, I want them that when they're at that age, you know, listen, hey, this is the information. You can go in if you want. Find them. And the best thing about California Cryobank is that they have what's called a sibling registry, and you can find um, your your child's siblings through this registry if you register. So I registered when I was pregnant with my first, and I connected with the other women who already had children by that donor. So they went through the whole pregnancy with us, and as as of today, there are 10 families there are 17 or 18 children. Yeah. We speak to them every day and we've oh, even met up with them. That's amazing. It's an extended family. That's so yes. beautiful. Totally. Wow, that's we so spend lovely. a lot of holidays with two families because they've, oh, they've both so been cool. queens. Yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. See, and I think the so- oldest is uh, just turned four. Yeah. And the youngest is like four months. Wow. So they're all close in age. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Amazing. So switching gears, I like to ask all my guests because it's such a important thing. What do you do for self-care? Syra, who always <laughs> is um, giving everyone their self-care. What, oh, what do you do to oh, fill your cup up? It's Nicole. That's oh. one of our siblings. Yeah, That's one of oh, our wow. You guys have a friend. Hi. Hi. Uh, for me, I um I like to run and get massages. Get oh, massages. Yes, I am. Uh, I have to get a massage at least what every <laughs> other week. Or every so. other week. Um, that's important. That's important is to take care of your body because if I'm taking, if I'm taking care of somebody else's body and I'm not taking care of myself, I mean, I'm basically going to injure myself and then it's my career is going to be over. Um, so for me, getting a massage on the regular with, um, JJ, who, you know, oh, he's my savior. He um, truly so is I go to phenomenal. Him. Yeah, he's great. I go to him, and he's amazing. Um, so that's basically how I, I, you know, I'm not big into meditating or anything. Um, but, you know, I do, you know, when I do exercise or I run, I do tend to, like, clear my head, especially with children. Yeah. <laughs> I hey. struggle. I struggle with self-care. Um, oh, yeah, I do. Why? I Why, Lauren? Why do you struggle with it? That's I guess interesting. Finding, 
I guess finding the time. Um, I think that I've I've gotten a lot better with it, but that's my good to hear. Self care was going like food shopping alone, <laughs> and that's not self care. No. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, I've gotten a lot better, but I'm like eh, get my hair done. I'm um, get my hair done. Get my um, get my feet done. That's that counts. Get laser. Yeah. I go. I go for laser. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Hey, that's Well, counts. not really. I mean, for you, cleaning is your... That's not self-care. That That's not self-care, though. But you're, you know, you always say, oh, when I, I clean, you know, it's like my, you know, relaxing time. Yes, but that's not considered self-care. That's funny. I do. Oh, I love to clean, and I find it very therapeutic. Therapeutic. Yes, but it's not self-care. Therapeutic. <laughs> no, right. It not. is therapeutic, right, but it isn't self-care, but it, it's great to hear that you know you are taking more time and uh before i let you go i'd love syra for our audience to you know look you up especially if they would like to if they're in the area and, and you expanded too right yes you so tell, I tell them where they can find you yes so i have one website it's garden city prenatal massage um, which is in Garden City, but I also do one day at the nesting place. I don't know if you've heard of this. Yes, um, they have, great place. Yes, they have three locations. Um, I'm in their Merrick location Okay. Um, on Fridays. Okay. And um, they also have prenatal yoga, which is awesome. Um, just awesome. It's basically an umbrella of anything that you can think of prenatal and postpartum they have it um so it, it was a great addition to join them as well good for you amazing Sarah. well congratulations on all your successes and your beautiful sons they are so adorable Thank oh my gosh when i see them playing together they all oh, and they're <laughs> adorable yeah, oh my they, god yeah they're awesome they're awesome. That's wonderful. Um, well, thank you so much for my pleasure me on your platform. Um, yeah, and hopefully we get to go to your yoga, you know, on uh, on the beach. So. Yeah, I'd love that. Come, <laughs> come. We'll thank have a couple you. of classes. Thank you, ladies. Have thank a great you. one, and, and thank come you in for, for a massage. I definitely will. I'm long overdue. <laughs> I will. All right. Take care, Bye. and thank Bye. you to everyone Bye. who joined happy us. Pride. Happy Pride. Right. Thank Bye you. Now. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You know, it's these mindset shifts that truly make a difference. If you like this podcast, share it with someone and be sure to leave a review. Till next time, here's to dismantling you.